Please be seated. And good morning. Yesterday morning, a few brave pilgrims from your All Souls community woke up very early, and they braved the snowy and ice-strewn streets of the city to go take part in the annual Martin Luther King Jr. prayer breakfast. It's held in West, West Asheville over at the Crown Plaza Resort. This room where the prayer breakfast was held was packed. Nearly 800 people were in attendance, including local politicians and journalists and teachers and clergy and firefighters, people from every walk of life. There was table after table after table packed into this ballroom. And at the very, very back, tucked away in a corner, I suppose to keep us out of trouble, was our cathedral table. The distance did not bother us. We sang, we lifted our voices, we clapped, and we listened as if we were on the very front row. And it was an amazing gathering. The Holy Spirit was moving in that ballroom. You should have heard the music. But most importantly, you should have heard the keynote speaker. I feel a little bit like John the Baptist this morning, minus the camel hair and locusts. I come to you this morning after I have seen God at work in this community, and I want to come and point it out to you. I want to show you what I've seen. The speaker was Preston Blakely. Does anyone know that name? Preston Blakely. If you don't know that name, trust me, I think you will know it in a few years. Preston Blakely is an Asheville High graduate. He's also a graduate of Western North Carolina University. He's 28 years old, and he's a black man. He's the mayor of Fletcher, just down the road, and he is the youngest mayor in the state of North Carolina. His speech at the prayer breakfast was about audacious actions in uncertain times. Audacious actions in uncertain times. And he talked about running for mayor in this rural town and the racism that reared its head as the election drew near. He talked vividly about this flyer that started circulating just days before the election, which implied threats against his life. The flyers read that a black man cannot, should not be the mayor of this town. Preston Blakely won that election with 55% of the vote. But the struggle is not over with his victory. He confessed at this prayer breakfast yesterday that even now, as mayor, he would not dare ring a doorbell after dark in his town. The struggle is not over. But yet we must celebrate this small step forward and recognize that because of an audacious act, his audacious run for the mayorship of Fletcher, doors have been opened, precedents have been set, and a new pathway has been laid out for those who will come behind him. It was amazing to hear him speak, to hear the audacity to believe and to hope in the face of uncertainty, in the face of racism, 
And it has made me think of the audacious actions in uncertain times that we, we here at All Souls, must make if we are to truly embody what it means to live as Christians. This morning, in today's Gospel from John, we are faced with audacious action in the face of uncertainty. It's all over this Gospel text. There's so much that we could glean from this scripture today, especially as we sit with it on Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. But the first example of audacious action, it comes from John the Baptist and his audacity to be an evangelist and to share the good news. After baptizing Jesus in the Jordan River, after seeing the dove descend upon Jesus, hearing that voice calling out about his beloved John cannot remain quiet about who it is that is walking among them. John cannot keep silent. He cannot keep this to himself. He has to tell someone. Scripture reads, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The day after that, John remains on his street corner, pointing out as Jesus walks by, Look! Here is the Lamb of God. John has the audacity to trust the mantle of prophet that has been placed on his shoulders. He has the audacity to disregard the looks and the stares that I'm sure he felt as he exclaimed on that street corner, pointing and looking at Jesus. And what fruit did this audacity provide? What did it accomplish? From his small actions, brave actions, he carves out a path for those who will come after him. Andrew and the other disciples see Jesus and choose to follow him. From that, Andrew shows Jesus to his brother, Simon. He shares Simon with Jesus. And when Simon meets Jesus in person, he is transformed. He becomes Simon Peter, the rock on which Christ will build his church. One by one by one, the dominoes fall because of this one brave, audacious act. One by one by one, we see a large movement stall from a tiny, start from a tiny beginning when just one person acts with audacity in the face of uncertainty. Friends, it can be challenging. It can be uncomfortable to share the good news of God in Christ. When is the last time that you invited a a friend or a family to church or told them that God, that Jesus loves them? I struggle with this too. Yet I know that someone desperately needs to hear that good news today. Someone desperately needs to have that invitation today. Some child, some family needs this place, this message, this community, and this love in their life. Who knows what great new love might burst into our lives, into their lives, if we just have the audacity to share this good news with them. It's not just John or the disciples that embody the great audacity that is in this text. 
Jesus, too, also embodies this bold, direct challenge to the way that we live our lives. After being followed by the disciples, Jesus turns to them and has a very awkward encounter, I imagine. Jesus turns to them. He doesn't say hello. He doesn't chit-chat with them or ask about the weather. He doesn't ask them about their families or what's going on in the temple. Jesus turns to them and offers them this simple yet profound question. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? This question, it means a lot more than can I help you? Or have you lost your way? What Jesus is really asking is, what are you searching for in your life? What is your soul's deepest desire? What are you seeking with all of your being? What are you looking for? This audacious question extends to us today as Jesus asks us the same question each and every Sunday that we come in this building. All souls, what are you looking for? What do you seek? Jesus asks us all. He is still asking us this question, and he wants to know because we are so good at filling ourselves with busying ourselves with everything except that for which we truly long for, an authentic relationship with God. The disciples do not respond to Jesus, which I think is kind of funny. And again, this awkward encounter persists. But they respond with a request of their own, a question of their own. Instead of bumbling about the best food to eat nearby or asking about the best place to have a bath or buy sandals, they recognize that Jesus is something different. There is something different about this person in front of them. And they want to know more. So they ask a question to his question. Rabbi, where are you staying? Again, this question is more profound than just asking where Jesus currently lives. They are really asking, Teacher, what is it like to abide with you? What is it like to be with you? Is there room for us in your life? Is there room for you to teach us how to be like you? Rabbi, where are you staying? In the face of uncertainty, in the presence of a man that they do not know, they have the audacity to trust John, this man who stands on a street corner pointing and exclaiming. And they choose to trust this man. And Jesus smiles and says, come and see. Come with me. All souls, could it be that life is just a series of invitations by God to come and see? Could it be that we might draw a line down through the ages and find over and over and over again these instances where we are confronted by audacious prophets that stand on street corners and point at God? 
or that we are given the opportunity to be those prophets and point out God for others. From Abraham and Moses to the prophets, to the disciples, to Jesus, and then to Paul, and then all the way up through the years, through saints and martyrs, to Rosa Parks, who's on that bus in the front seat with her luggage clenched against her, to John Lewis, who's marching towards that bridge, head down, coat up, knowing what awaits him, to people like Martin Luther King Jr., who choose to go to Memphis, knowing what waits for them there. And even 28-year-old Preston Blakely, the mayor of Fletcher, North Carolina. These saints of God, they say yes to the audacious task that is set before them to bring about more of God's kingdom in this world against all uncertainty. Might we also have the audacity to truly seek and truly listen. May we might have the audacity to invite and to share the good news on the street corner with those people passing by who desperately need to hear it. Our community, this city, Asheville, it begs you to live with such audacity. Our community, where racism still rears its ugly head, where even the mayor of Fletcher still fears feel scared to knock on doors after dark. The hurt of the world requires this audacity. And in the face of all uncertainty, Christ stands there, smiling, and says, come and see. Amen.